This is Radio Influence. You've seen Chef Brian Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live Good with Chef morning, Brian Duffy Friday, on Radio friends. Influence. It is Duffified Live on your Friday morning here. I pretty much start off every week with kind of what I did and where I've been and what's been going on. And so the last two weeks, I have had uh, some kind of fun times. I've been out. I was out in Dayton, Ohio <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago with uh, at a place called The King's Table which it's kind of funny because uh, my friend Kayla Robeson, Chef Kayla from down there in uh, Cincinnati, was like, oh, my God, I fucking love that place. So she apparently drives up there to get cheap beers and play pool. So it was kind of cool to hear uh, from, from, from a couple of friends. She wasn't the only person who told me that she'd been there in the past. Um, I actually met somebody while I was out in, in, in Dayton who had said like, Oh, it's a great bar. You should go over there. And they were saying, Hey, like I'll meet you over there. So it was kind of cool to go and check out a client and you know what you're walking into, which is a strip mall bar. Like this is in, in a strip mall on a corner. Uh, you know, you're not even really 100% sure like what you're getting into when I do a lot of these things, even though I do research and everything else, <clears throat> you know, you can't really get a great idea of the entire area. So like when I first pulled up, it was this, uh, it's in a strip mall, man. That's what I got to say. The outside is it's a strip mall. And it was funny because when you walk in, it's like this huge, grandiose space, which is really pretty cool. Um, so I, I was out in Dayton. I got to go out and have a little bit of fun while I was out there and sat back and chatted with some good people. And um, I just love kind of that part of the country anyway, because I think that people are a little bit more real than they are, say, on the on the East Coast or the West Coast. Yes, I did. You heard it. I yawned. I full-blown yawned. It's not because you guys are boring me. It's because I have driven probably 2,500 to 3,000 miles in the last like three and a half, four weeks um, with going out to West Virginia, down into Meager's Irish Pub, my friends down there in Bridgeport that I got to see, heading and out to Dayton, doing a quick run through Pittsburgh and then back into Philly. And then boom, I turn around and I got a run and then I went up to New York. Uh, up to Lake George, up there to see some friends. Got to hang out up there. Great little spot up there um, on the bar on the on the uh, on the lake uh, called Tap One Sixty Three. They've got a crazy draft beer and and craft beer system. Um, pretty cool with some of that stuff. Um, so did that huge run up there, and then back down to Philadelphia, and then turn around three days later and drove out to West Virginia University where I got to go out and check out WVU with my daughter. We're looking at colleges right now. So it was kind of a cool little rite of passage um, to get out there. So it was kind of neat. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. So my brain is like fried, man, just worn out. Um, I've been listening to a tremendous amount of podcasts. And one in particular, like I love Joe Rogan. Huge fan, huge, huge fan. And uh a couple of weeks ago, I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast with Macaulay Culkin, which was an awesome interview. If you get a chance, check him out because Macaulay Culkin is a really good interview, um, as well as Burt Kreischer. 
Uh, if you guys remember or you guys know him as the comedian, you may recognize him as the machine. Um, I'm kind of going back and forth with him right now. I want to get him on the show. Uh, and then this week was uh, Elon Musk. So they interviewed Elon Musk and uh, the, it was like this very controversial thing because uh, Joe Rogan is, a, is an advocate for weed. Um, he talks about smoking all the time. He's a big 420 fan. And he lit up. You know, He just dropped a blunt. Uh, while he was there, uh, explained it to Elon Musk what it was, and Elon partook, partook, partake, partake in. He, he took a hit. But the funny part about it is he took a hit, and he didn't really actually inhale uh, when you do it. And I'm going to look at it really quick. But wh- if you guys want, check out the uh, check out the interview on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, and it's called the Joe Rogan experience, but it's, it's pretty wild um, what he does. So he takes this like big drag, what looks to be a big drag off of, um, off of this joint. And in turn, it didn't, I don't, I really don't even think he like, I personally don't think he inhaled. But that's just me. It doesn't really matter. The guy can do whatever the fuck he wants. But I will tell you this, that um, like the like the stock dropped the next day. People were super pissed off. It was a big, big deal. And the funny part is, is, is exactly what he said. Like one, I took one hit Two, it's legal in California. So he can pretty much do whatever the hell he wants. So. Um, I, I just thought it was kind of funny, but if you get an opportunity to listen to that podcast and I'm not one to, I mean, look, I'll promote other shit that's out there. I don't care. I mean, it's Joe Rogan, man. He's got his own world. It's not like my promotion is going to set him, um, over to the next level. Um, but, uh, he, uh, it's a great, great podcast. I really enjoy listening to it. And he did an awesome job with, with Elon Musk. Look, the guy is a weirdo. But he's a brilliant, brilliant man. And when you pay attention to what he has to say, they do a lot of talking about artificial intelligence. They do a lot of talking about that sort of stuff and kind of the future of it and what's going to happen and how Musk has kind of gone to Congress basically and sat in Washington and said, I, you, you guys need to start paying attention to this because it is something that that can be detrimental moving forward. And and it's I, I kind of feel it would be as if Jesus and, and I'm not doing this on a religious level, but it would be as if like Jesus showed up today and tried to talk about religion and everybody would just look at him like he was a freak. Like nobody would really take him too seriously. And I think that when Musk starts talking about stuff like this, which which he's he's very intelligent, he's very forward thinking. I think that when he does, I think people look at him like he's just a fucking weirdo. <clears throat> and and I think that's that sucks. You know, because we have we have watered down so much of so many things with with every other part of it, the internet, across the board, that when you do really have something very important to say, people are like, yeah, well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll address that a little bit later. So I think that sucks. I really do. But, um, in the meantime, 
Uh, I'm just going to give you guys, I, I just wanted to talk about that real brief. There was not a whole lot behind that. I was telling you guys where I was and, and kind of that, that podcast, cause I listened to it for the full, whatever it was, two hours and 45 minutes. And it was just, I couldn't stop listening. He had some very, very, um, poignant things to say. Rogan really handled the whole interview very well because, you know, a normal interview process is, you know, uh, what do you, what did you do today? Oh, I did this today. But the way that Musk's brain works, you can see the wheels turning. He's very calculated in his responses. He really listens to what the question is and then responds. And when you have that on a podcast and to have that silence there, if it were radio would be – and it's this is a long format interview. This isn't a, a four to six minute interview. This is two and a half hours, two and three quarter hours. And when Musk replies, there is a long pause, three, four, five seconds. So – it's kind of like, you know, in radio, that's dead air. That just doesn't work. On TV, it just doesn't work unless the camera angles are in the right way and they create that drama with it. But on a podcast that's recorded both audibly and, vi and visually, it was kind of cool to watch because I listened to it first and then I watched it afterwards. So if you get a chance, go check it out. You can find it on YouTube and, and all that sort of stuff. It was really just a great interview. I, I really enjoyed it. So a um, couple of fun things coming up in the next couple of weeks, just so everybody knows. Um, I'm going to be down in North Carolina at the Uncle Buzzies um, in North Carolina over the next couple of days. I'm down there working on some food for one of the properties that I'm involved in. Um, after that, I'm going to be in Jacksonville, Florida, um, going down there. I'll post all my stuff about where I'm going to be. I'm doing some GE stuff. Uh, so I'm going to do a live um, – I'll do a, a, a ticket kind of run on um, – on my Instagram and on my Facebook. So if you're in Jacksonville and you want to come and hang out and watch me do some really cool cooking at some very, very private events, um, I, I'd love to talk to you guys. So um, I'll let you know what's going on. Right after that, I'm in Jacksonville or after Jacksonville, I'm heading out to San Francisco, going out to the Russian River. Uh, we're going to be out there with a bunch of chefs. We're doing a little thing called Camp Walnut. I'm going to be playing with some walnuts for the next couple of days. Um, and then the 27th and 28th, I'll be in Lenexa, Kansas. I'm going to be banging out some stuff out there. Uh, then on the 4th and 5th, I'll be in St. Paul, Minnesota. 10th through 12th, I'll be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 17, 18, I will be in Cincinnati. And then 19 through 21, I'm going to be at the Taste Philly out in King of Prussia doing a whole bunch of demos. G-Love and I are going to have a whole bunch of fun. We're doing a big thing on the G-Love uh, Lounge where I'm going to do some food inside of there. We're going to partner up and do some cool stuff with that. Um, boom, right after that, I'm speaking at the PA Food Service Expo that's going to happen in Philadelphia. Boom, right after that, I fly to Birmingham, Alabama, which is pretty awesome because I've never been down to Birmingham. I'm very excited. And that is 24, 25, and 26. Boom, right after that, I'm in New York City, my friends, for the food and tech flavor. And then after that, and we're all the way into November, I'm doing the Napa Film Festival out there uh, in Napa. And then boom, right after that, I'm at the Lancaster Taste Festival, uh, which we're doing as well. It's a Taste of Lancaster. Awesome event that gets put on at the Marriott over there. Huge bar next door that's just a big, huge, fat blast. Um, and then it's Thanksgiving. All in between that, 
I get to record. We're doing a, I got a little fun thing that's going to be happening. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I'll tell you more about it in the next couple of weeks. So I will list all my dates and all that stuff for anybody who wants to try to get in to some of these really cool private events. Please feel free to do so. Okay. So uh, this week I have a really cool guest on the show who is far from the norm of what we do. She's not a chef. I do have the sniffles. I have been sick as well. She's not a chef. She's not a big celebrity personality. She does more of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, For the last bunch of years, I have been involved in an event up at Mohegan Sun called the Mohegan Sun Wine Festival, Food and Wine, which is just this really awesome event that gets put on every single year. Um, It's a whole bunch of chefs. I've met such great chefs up there as Kev Kev DeShane, Chris Coombs. Uh, I, I mean, I can go on and on and on and on and on uh, about some of these amazing Andy Husbands and Jasper White and just some of these amazing chefs that I get to meet up at these events. And uh, the woman who puts them all together is our next guest. So I want you guys to do me a favor. I want you to put your uh, headphones on. I want you to turn your radios up. Uh, I may not curse as much. Um, my friend Lindsay is a mom as well. So I'm going to try to keep this one a little bit clean out of respect for her and uh, everybody that she works with. It may not fucking happen, but I'm going to do my best. So ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. I, well, let, let me back up real quick. I love this lady. Watching what she does, how she runs around behind the scenes, pulls everything together with an amazing team, an amazing group, the organization that she has, the ability that she has to get all of this done. Because working with chefs is not easy. So I know that uh, that Lindsay does really, really well uh, in in uh, in the pressure situations. So everybody, do me a favor, get ready because welcome to Duffified Live on this super awesome Friday. My friend, Lindsay Katie. Hi, this is Lindsay. Oh, hello, Miss Lindsay. Oh, you caught me off guard. I did? <laughs> yes, I told you 12 minutes, and we called you in exactly 12 minutes, and that's the way that it works. I said, text me right before you call. I know, but I was introducing you. Oh, Sorry. So do you want to stop and start over again or should, can we just continue live like we are right now? I'm okay. I All mean, right. that's how I answer my phone. It is. Hi, this is Lindsay. Hi. <laughs> I have a friend of mine. His name is Bryce. He was on the show before and Bryce is always all, he keeps me on my toes no matter what. And a couple of weeks ago I called him. I had to talk to him about something and he was in like Starbucks or coffee bean and tea leaf or whatever in California. And he picks oh. up the phone and he goes like, like loud as shit. What? Oh my God. And I'm like, and I lit, I just started, I, I like, I started hyperventilating because I was laughing so hard. And he's like, yeah. he's like, everybody's looking at me right now. He did it while he was <laughs> in Starbucks and just full blown, let it go. So I like well, a good answer like that. Yeah. I mean, it's honest, right? It is. It totally is honest. So mm-hmm. speaking of honest, you asked me a question and the question that I'm going to tell everybody is you asked, am I allowed to swear? Or oh, yeah. like, or like, what's this like? So you can do whatever the fuck you please. I 
choose. I don't give a shit. It doesn't fucking matter okay. to me. But I did, okay. however, say prior to you coming on that I may not swear as much because you're like a mom and stuff. And I was going to try to respect you. But fuck that. <laughs> no more respect. I'm done. Now I know it's game no. on. No, I just don't know. Like, sometimes I really have to watch it depending on what, what's going on. If I need to put on, like, the PR voice or if I'm okay with just being, you know. You can put on whatever voice being you Being real. No, totally be real because that's what – it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because of what you do and how real you are. And that's exactly what I just said in your intro, just so you know. Oh, cool. Well, thanks. Yeah. Jerry, remind me to change the intro. Um, okay. all right so Lindsay, do me a favor why don't you uh real quick just tell us who you are and and uh, and what you do and how we can get in touch with you okay like in touch meaning social media in touch or in touch meaning like i don't well i mean i don't want to I don't really no. want to put my digits out there. Like, no. keep your digits. Keep your digits to yourself. We will take any form of social media that you would like thousands upon thousands of people to follow you on. Oh, cool. So I'm Lindsay. Um, Lindsay Katie, and I work at Mohegan Sun. I work in creative events, and I oversee a lot of the talent management that happens here on property. Um, and my social media you know, link is at Lindsay Santoro, Lindsay with an A and Santoro is actually my maiden name and I'm pretty lazy and haven't changed everything. So <laughs> I've also been married for seven years. So wow. like, <laughs> is your driver's license changed? Yes. I've, okay. I've changed everything else, but it just seems like I had such a base under Santoro that I didn't really want to like confuse everyone. So I just kind of left it. But and I see, I see that a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, go ahead. Now I just think that honestly, like, I don't know what's changing the name. I mean, the people who know me, know me as Lindsay Katie and like my signature in my email says Lindsay Katie, but like you make so many contacts under your maiden name that you don't really want to, you know, you don't want to, and someone might look me up from a previous job and be like, oh, I wonder if Lindsay still do, does that. And they wouldn't think to look me up under Lindsay Katie. They'd think to look me up under Lindsay Santoro. So I just keep exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I say that stuff all the time. And I've actually had, I have conversations with friends of mine who were, who are single, who are in the PR world, who are single, who are in the professional world, who yeah. actually, you know, they get married because we get married at such later ages now that they mm-hmm. started off an account as a maiden name. And then they move yeah. into a new account and they're like, well, I really don't want to, you know, a new relationship or something like that. And they get married and they don't yep. want to change it back. So. I agree. I'm on that page. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, yeah, just keep it simple. I put I like, on a lot of things, you know, it's not legally hyphenated. I would never do that, but like, I just keep it on there, you know? Right. Why but, would you not do that? I don't know. I'm just like old school Italian. I feel like I got married. I took the name. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't know. <laughs> that, I'll probably offend like thousands of women right now, but that's, just how I am. Whatever. No, I don't. You know what? But here's the deal: if you're gonna offend somebody because you're not gonna hyphenate your name, right? Eh, fuck them. I just feel like it's kind of all or nothing. Like I don't know. I, you can still, you know, like I said, I, I still, I don't want to say manipulate, but I, uh-huh. I keep, you know, my my maiden name where it needs to be. But legally, I decided to get married, and I knew with that, 
I would be changing my name. So. There you go. Now, why yeah. see, <laughs> I have a friend of mine. I, I, my old business partner, her husband changed his name to hers. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's intense. That's very intense. I don't know if I could like, I don't know if I'd want that. It's not really for me. I mean, it's not for me either. Yeah, but, I don't know. I mean, that good for him, I guess. Good for her. I, well, I mean, know. and it, it was a short-lived marriage. It only lasts for a little while, but he still keeps that name. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've been divorced for probably ten years now. Okay. And she's a full-blown piece of shit anyway. I can't stand her. Okay, I was gonna say like I, yeah. I wouldn't she need is a guy that. like really stand his own ground. Like I couldn't really handle if I was like, "You're changing your name," and he was like, "Okay." I'd be like, whoa, red flag. <laughs> okay. Do me a favor. Your balls are right outside the front door. Can you go grab them? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, again, like, I'm just pretty honest about that stuff. I think I'd but, be a little worried, but. But don't, I mean, uh, what about, like, we're offended by everything. Yes. Yeah, everyone's offended by something. And you yep. really can't, like, how do, I just, I don't. I don't even half the time. I just don't even speak anymore. Lens. Yeah, I know. I just kind of sit back, which I've learned a tremendous amount doing, you know, I mean, you, you know, me from, from the first bunch of days of, 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 uh, Mohegan food or wine where I had my fun. Like I was, I felt like Mojo. Do you remember Mojo when he was up there two years ago? First off, I fucking love that dude. And we're going to talk about some of this stuff in a minute. Okay. But I love it. But that is literally how I felt when I first came up there to the first yeah. ever Mohegan Sun Wine Festival. <laughs> I felt like Mojo yeah. standing <laughs> on the railing, like basically yep. running oh, across the, the front yeah. of the DJ booth. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He's awesome. Well, yeah. I don't think he was there for wine, though. That was the beer festival. Oh, you must have been there for that. I was on maternity leave for, for the beer fe- for brew fest when you came up. That was awesome. I think. That was about, that was a while ago now. It was like four years ago. ago. You should come back. It's in a few weeks. You guys should invite me back up. I hosted it that one time. I was the after this, we will. Yeah, I had a blast. Um, No, yeah, there's actually a cool new event. We should talk about that after this little segment here. I have a little idea now that I'm thinking, now that you mentioned that. Well, this and is this what is, happens. I just think I'm like, no, this is what always happens. We start chatting I and we know. start having fun. Okay. So yeah. here's what I want to do. So, so first off, you guys just had your 25th anniversary last year or the year before last year. It was year. actually our 20th, 20th and it okay. was about two years ago. And you so, guys like pulled out all the stops. You guys we went did. nuts. That was insane. That was like one of the toughest events probably I've ever worked like not tough as far as I mean we were organized ready to go but it was hard like it was it was you know you just can't duplicate yourself there was so much going on and usually you're able to you know manage because it's only you know a handful of really really big celebs at one time but that weekend there were so many that you're like there's only so many bodies to like accommodate these people you know and um and I spoil them. So it's hard. Like when you have that many people and you're following a red carpet schedule and you're like really trying to wrangle them. I call it wrangling. That's what it is. Wrangling. It it's totally kinda is. It's kind of like herding cats. Yeah. Some, 
it's a lot, but if it, you know, you can plan, 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 and there'll be things, but you know, it was a great event that all the personalities that came were, were awesome. I have to say they, they had a blast and everyone was like there for the right reasons. For the most part, there's a couple, right. we won't mention names that I probably would never have back, but <laughs> for the most part, they, uh, you know, everyone had fun. They were there for a reason. They had a blast and they, yeah. they did, you know, it was good, but it was a lot of work. It was a you guys, summer leading up, but it was a lot of you, work. You guys go all out, though. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not just like, hey, yeah. thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Like from the moment of check-in, do I, let me, I yeah. mean, I'll even back up from the moment that you step off of the plane or the train. Yeah. Like there's a car there. There's, you know, there's, I, I have a guy named Bobby. I've had him four or five times and mm-hmm. he, He's just awesome. He picks me up. I sit in the back of this exceptionally large stretch limousine <laughs> that I feel like Tom Hanks in big. Like I just want to stand right. out of the sunroof and, and, and jump around on my bunk beds. Um, so and then yeah. I get up and it's like, oh, chef, welcome. And then you walk into that, you know, the, the signing area, the VIP area, mm-hmm. and they're so nice to you. And you go up to your room and there's there's gift bags. And, you know, and mm-hmm. I told you, I mean, I don't even use I don't even use my whole room. Like I give right. a part of my room away to friends of mine that come up, like stay the mm-hmm. fuck out of my bathroom. Cause I'm going to take use the, t- the hot tub, but <laughs> you have the whole living room and you can live there all you want. Like it's, it's so a blast. gracious of you. I do my best. It's awesome, I want my friends. No, we, but I- we, we do that. I mean, like for me, the team that helps, you know, create that experience really helps me with my job and securing people to come back all the time because that is why they come back. You know, um, we just, you know, we like to take care of our guests. We kind of, we're more of a resort versus the casino is what I always say. So I just feel like we're definitely more in tune to what's going on with you personally. And then just, yeah, just making sure from, from A to Z, your experience is fun and, and you also have everything you need. So we want people to come back. That's always our, that's always our key, you know, in, in order to do that, you have to make them feel special. And yeah, I don't know. It, it's fun too, because we, we do have a great property. So I feel like it, it, you know, the service kind of aligns with the property. It's so fun here. And like half the time you don't even feel like you're in a casino. I feel, I feel yeah. like you're like, there's so many other things to do. You don't necessarily have to be on the casino floor the whole time. You know, sometimes you go to Atlantic city, it, there's some places where you're kind of like, yeah, I'm definitely in a casino and like, right. I can't escape it. <laughs> like, well, one of a lot of it has to do with um, the smoke and all the other stuff. And when you walk, well, yeah. first off, when you first walk in through the front doors of Mohegan sun and which I have to tell you something funny, by the way, in a second, mm-hmm. but when you first walk in and there's this beautiful kind of archway right there with all the kind of neutral tones to it, that mm-hmm. very kind of, Native American feel with all the mm-hmm. glass and and the and the uh, the stained glass and everything that's there, and then you look out over and there's this massive fucking waterfall mm-hmm. that's dropping on top of Todd English's bar. Is that his <laughs> yeah. bar, or is that a part of his bar? Or is that just the, the yeah. bar for? Mo- no, it's well, it's a waterfall bar. I mean, technically, it's part of it's part of Tuscany, so right. it's the Tuscany waterfall bar. But yeah. But I mean, in that, uh, so that like has this whole separate vibe to it before you yeah. even get involved in the casinos. And I'll also yeah. tell you that the, I've had, I've had three absolutely phenomenal dry aged ribeyes in my life. Three of yeah. them. Okay. okay. And the number one that I've ever had was at 
Michael Jackson's place or Michael Jordan's place. Michael Jordan's. I was like, uh, let's switch that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Real quick. It's been, yeah. I, Michael Jordan's is my favorite. I will definitely go there. Um, awesome. if, I, if I have a guest that wants to eat, I'm like, oh yeah, MJ, right? Yep. Yeah. That's where you want to go, right? Yep. <laughs> Well, and then the other part is, so I have like a routine when I first come up because the first thing I do is go to, I check into my room, it's usually mid afternoon on Friday. And then I go right to Summer Shack. I get fried. Oh, yep. A lot of people do that. Crab. It's so funny. A lot of them go right to Jasper's place. Like well, they he's go so right there. Awesome. Yeah. They get their lunch or their like app, whatever it is. Like, I feel like so many people go right there as soon yeah. as they get here. Especially in the a, chef world, I feel like that's, that's their belts. place. But no, yeah, and and it's all right there. It's all convenient. But no, I mean we work hard for that, and I'm I'm kind of like adamant about the hospitality thing. Like I dot my eyes and cross my keys every week. It's it's a lot, but you know there are errors. You know, so yeah. if you don't do it, you know there you know everyone messes up every now and again. But you have to just really try stay on top of it. Even little things that people don't want to do, you have to do. Like you have to follow up on your ride. You have to, you know, cause that makes the biggest difference. Yeah. That's, that's your first impression is when the limo picks you up, you said it correctly. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. the first thing that happens right off the bat. Boom. It's the first thing you see. So what is, uh, so, so how, how long have you been involved with, with the casino? So I've been actually, I think this October is my seventh year. Just okay. crazy. I'm like, whoa. Um, yeah, it, this this October will be my seventh year. Yeah, that's about right. Yep. Yep. So I've been here for about seven years. I worked over in PR first um, as a communications manager over there and, um, you know, did some celebrity work, but definitely worked on like communications and more of the PR side of everything. Right. Um, and then I switched over to events for a little bit. And did a lot of the like nightlife events and some, you know, a bunch of different things with that kind of led into the food and wine stuff as well. Um, and then I focused on talent management really for a little bit. I had my second baby and actually switched to more of a consultant here on property. And I, um, I really focused on like you know, 20th anniversary was one of my big projects, like recruiting talent for that and then recruiting talent for just random events throughout the year. And then really formulating this, this food and wine kind of event, as far as from a talent perspective, really changing it up a little bit from how it had been in previous years. And then just focusing on creating new activities. And then I said activities, like you guys are children, new events. <laughs> no, but, but well, we <laughs> are of school, but like, no, we okay, are. like, New active, new after school activities. No, <laughs> but um, like focus on that. And then actually, this past things just started getting so busy that um, and some things switched internally around, and you know, it just made sense for me to come back again full time. And I and I did. So I've been back full time since this past January. Actually, since this past wine fest, right around there, I came back, and um, you know, I'm, I'm here all the time again. So. So, you know, it all has come full circle, but now I'm really focusing on like creative events and the talent management and like, you know, the booking side too. So it's, um, it's a lot, never a dull moment and never a dull day. Like, you know, my tasks go from like getting a retired baseball player to like 
you know, getting the hottest model here for a blackjack tournament. So, you know, and then like booking, you know, a day full of demos with, you know, everyone's top chef. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. Then it's like booking a hip hop artist in the, in the um, nightclub or like doing an after party after someone's in the arena. Like it just, you just have to have an open mind because nothing fits nice and neatly, like in a box. Like I can't, like there's no, like, it's not a consistent, like there's no consistent bookings. You know, you have to be able to like switch your mind at the drop of a hat. Like, yeah, it's just, it's also different, but well, that's it's also kind of, different, but also the same. And it's one of the so. questions actually that I was going to ask is it, cause I, I mean, it, it's not a cookie cutter situation. No. Hey guys, no. we have, we have, we have tier one celebrity coming in. We need yeah. boom, 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 boom. We have tier two celebrity coming in. We need boom, boom, boom. Like, mm-hmm. cause it is so personalized with every you single know, person like, that walks through. Yeah. And, and performers and that is like a whole different level of kind of a booking, you know, cause then you have an entertainment and tech writer on top of just the hospitality thing oh, going yeah. on. So, so that gets to be a little bit crazy, but you know, our, our team is internally, you know, we have an entertainment team that's also like great. And, you know, they, they assist and so they help me so many times, like literally it's the phone call. Like, look, are we going to be able to do this? Cause just tell me up front now. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to be, <laughs> to be an asshole, but like, I just need you to be honest. Like, are we going right. to be able to do this or Can it like happen? push back? Like, so I don't know. It's, Yeah, nothing's cookie cutter. But you know what's funny is that you would think with, I've found, and I always tell people this, that, you know, the more like A-list they are, actually 90%, 99, 99% of the time, they're much easier than those like C-listers. Oh, totally. Totally. Because they're they're totally and they have dealt with clothes. They know what they're here for. They have a great team. They've hired an amazing team around them. So it's not like, you know, the buddy system or whatever. And then sometimes you get with these, like, you know, more of the lower level type talent. And, you know, it, you mix the good with the bad. But I find more bad in that. Like, you're like, yo, buddy, like, who are you again? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What reality oh, show were you on? Yeah. Let, just like, tell me. Let's yeah, let's just slow down for a second because I don't, I'm not even sure I still have to Google you. So if I have to like Google you, then we need to like chill out. <laughs> well, I mean, just, from take doing, a minute. just from doing the bookings for the show, I mean, we're all, we're coming up on 90 episodes and, so and, and just for doing the bookings for the show, I'll be honest. I find that the hardest people to get on the show are more of the B and, mm-hmm. and, 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 well, look, I'll say it. I'll say some of the B and some of the A celebrities because of the fact that we have to go through a publicist, an, a, an mm-hmm. agent, a manager, an assistant. And it's one of the things that I've said to my assistant across the board, like be responsive, mm-hmm. be responsive, ask if there's anything else that we can do for you prior to, and I'm just me, like, I'm just a, I'm just a chef, but, but I've had. I've had full conversations. I've been drinking with people that I've tried to get on the show. And I mean, I'll tell you right off the bat, I had a chef who was there last year who I still have yet to have on the show, even though he's like, dude, I heard your show. I want to be on your show. Mm -hmm. And then the agents and the publicists and everybody else is like, "Uh, well, you know, can you send us a list? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? 
No, I'm not, I, like, Linz, I don't even know what I'm asking you. I'm just going off the cuff. You want, to, you want me to send you a list of questions? So Yeah, that's pretty typical. Bad. They want topics. And they want, what are you talking about? Is there brands involved? Trust me. Yep, I know. It's like a whole list of stuff. And, and that's why, honestly, like you just said, I actually like booking as direct as possible. You yeah. Know? Which I shouldn't really say on the air, but you know. No, I'm but I mean, it. it's but it look. <laughs> it's one of the things that that I think it's kind of an it's an unwritten thing that a lot of people just don't want to deal with the other people. You know, I mean, I'll tell yeah. you, I had a I had a number one A list chef who called in and had to call in through his publicist, and his publicist's phone was bad. And it, and it was like, and I finally just texted him and I'm like, can we just get you on? And he's like, no, we have to go through my publicist. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Then I'm done. Like, I don't even want to have you on the show yeah. anymore. It's just not, I don't have an interest in it. You know? Yeah. It gets, and I've, yeah. It gets intense, you know? So. And the more people that are involved with them, the more, you know, the more people on there, the more in the ask, the more, you know, they, it does. There's just a lot of hands in the pot a lot of times. So who is the hardest, and, and you don't have to answer any of these questions, and I'm not going to okay. ask for a because I will never ask for a name. So what's okay. the, what is the, the level of celebrity or the, the genre, let's put it that way, of celebrity? Who's harder? Is it actor, model, musician, uh, reality it's TV? Like so, it, it's honestly like personality-based, I feel. Like yeah. they each have their own niche things that like is tough. Like actors, I feel are very cookie cutter. Like they're not going to do anything extra. Like they're going to come in and if you, a contract. if you book them for 60 minutes, they will be there for 59 minutes and you know, 59 seconds. And they are yeah. hard out. They're very not personable. They're like, they're very by the book. Like they're not going to do anything fun. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're there and they walk in and they walk out. There's very little like energy there. I've, I've found like, especially with up, up, like very upper a list type of sure. actors and specifically like actors, you know, yeah. reality, reality show people like for the most part, they know that they're like, they need to ride the wave out. So they're sure. pretty awesome. They're like, right. well, you know, I'm going to do this and I know what I'm here for. And like, this is, this is kind of like, take it now. Cause I don't know if it's going to be there in six months. Right. Exactly. Um, well, it's funny to watch how people do the different levels of it because look, an actor's getting paid for it. A reality person might be getting paid, but they're really trying to build that brand mm-hmm. all at the same time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the things that I say is, look, you're already paying me to be somewhere. Let me know what I can do for you. Yeah. From there, I may as well. You've already flown me up there. You've already paid my rate. You've already fed me and given me a sick bottle of vodka like you guys do every year. What can I do? So Right, which is awesome. And and you know what happens with a lot of times reality stars are like that, chefs are like that. Um and you know, models it's really personality driven and level of model as well. Like it's very who is it, you know, and, and I've found with them it's up to their personality. DJs, same thing. Hip hop artists, like same thing. You got to get them in a good mood. If they're not in a good mood, you're kind of f. Yeah. Fucked. I can say that on your. On you can say it everywhere. But you're kind of like, um, I feel like, yeah, it's more like timing with them, like their crew, like 
you know what I mean? You, you got to be ready for anything with that. And you have to really hold your ground when, yeah. you know, do, especially doing a lot of the nightlife stuff. Like you've got to really know when to push back, know when to be cool about stuff, know when to kind of put your foot down. So it's like, you know, and everyone is so different. Like there, there's no carbon copy, but, but right. you know, those are like, that's how I look at it uh, a lot of times. You know, and then you've got like older musicians that come back and they're willing to do anything. And you've got newer musicians that it's like the same thing, you know, but it's, and then you've got the headliners and you're kind of like, you know, actually they're pretty awesome too. I don't know. Artists, it just, again, it's individual with them too, because some people you get really, they're, they're there, they love what they do. And then others, they're just kind of like reach too high of a platform and, and they're not right. real, but it, that doesn't happen very often. I've found with musicians, at least from my perspective and ones I've worked with, they've like, all been seen, pretty, pretty awesome. I've seen a lot of that change within the musician world. I, I do some mm-hmm. stuff with musicians here and there back and forth. And I know like 10 years ago when I did something, there was this kind of holier than now creative, allow me to be, thing mm-hmm. now it's kind of like and, and I don't know what it is I don't know if they're not getting as much money as they used to because of album sales and I, I don't know mm-hmm. how that works but I feel like it's almost like musicians have become a little bit more humble and they really want to connect with the people more mm-hmm. than anything else I don't know you would know better than I would because you deal with them on a daily basis but yeah I mean I kind of agree with you Again, I've seen both sides. You see both so often. You know what I mean? But I'll go back to what I said. I feel like the more famous they are, the more grounded they are a lot of times. You know, it's what you wouldn't think. You, you wouldn't think. Then, But then you do get the handful that you're like, really, dude? Like, come on. <laughs> do you forget where you come from? <laughs> like, I don't know. But you, right. you get that in every genre of every genre of like booking there is, you know, there's always just that one person there. You're like, why'd you have to ruin that for me? Right. Like why? Why'd yeah. you have to ruin I have one in every book that I'm like, Oh, you were like my favorite category and you just messed that up. <laughs> you just fucked that all up because I would say every chef is this. And then one will act a certain way. And you're like, damn it. I haven't what? found that like perfect genre of like, people you know what i mean right. <laughs> but so what is can but, you give us a, an example of like without using names of something that just shocked you um and you were like get out of here um not so much shocked i remember actually not here i don't know if that's relevant or not but yeah no was, it is i want to hear it all in my um i used to work in the nightclubs and do marketing across the way, the other casino. And um, we had a, you know, a one hit wonder in doing a performance. And still to this day, like one of the toughest people I have ever worked with. She was just so difficult. She kept pushing back her time, pushing back her time, pushing back her time. And then she would just ask for the most ridiculous things. And we're talking about someone who's getting like, she's not famous. Like she was not. 
anyone to be treating me that way. And I just <laughs> right. remember praying for the day to be over. Like, please just get, get her the fuck out of here. Like, please. I don't even care if she goes like, I didn't even care, but she, she's very, very needy. This is going back about, you know, nine years now. That was, and it's funny. I deal with so much more talent here, but that one still sticks out. Wow. One of the biggest issues here that I've had is when people want to get out of their room and I literally had to threaten to rip the check in front of their manager and say, if they don't come out in the next 30 seconds, I'm going to rip this, this fee in front of your face. Really? <laughs> because yes, it gets that way sometimes. Like when you're starting to get all walked over and then like we have, you know, they're contracted for timing. So, you know, you have, Look, I contract everything knowing that they're going to be late. Like, I know you're going to be up to 30 minutes late, up to 40 minutes late, maybe even an hour. But I still put in that. I still consider that timing when doing like itineraries, knowing that, okay, even if they're an hour late, we'll still get this much time wherever we need to be. You know what I mean? Right. So when you push over that and I'm paying you like money and it's an easy ask, it starts getting kind of, yeah. I remember doing that and I won't say who it was, but no. everyone knows them when you're here. I'll say it. Okay. But, that's um, they're, they're no, they're known. They're very known, both of them. And I okay. just remember being extremely frustrated and like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was the only time I literally had to like threaten to, I was like, I'm going to rip the check right here, right now. If they're not out in the next 30 seconds. And that was after waiting for about an hour. And I just, I like, you just <laughs> have to get that way. Right. I can guarantee you they were out. Sure. They got out. Right. Yeah. Doing Once whatever the hell they were doing in that room. But oh, I was geez. like, this is just ridiculous. Like, yeah. So I, I, am- try, I always say, I'm like, I come in happy and like arms wide open. I'm like, why do you have to make me like be a bitch? Like I don't come in wanting to be a bitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you have forced me now to be this nasty person. Like, I don't really want to be this way. <laughs> like. <laughs> But yeah, that was probably the most frustrating, you know what I mean? And like, kind of like, are these people for real? Like, they're really going to do this? Like, they got a pretty solid deal. You know what I mean? Like, it was just- Look, it's easy money. Yeah. It's easy money. It is not like, I mean, I hate to say it. I've said it for forever. Being a chef is one of the hardest things to do when we have appearances and stuff because we have a shitload of work to do. Yes. I'm not a model who who has to put my makeup on and has to be Mm -hmm. mentally prepared to walk out on stage. I'm not trying to diminish anybody else in, in what it is that they do, but it's like, you know, you guys make me stay at at Avalon until four, three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And then I have to get up and prepare food (laughs) the next morning. We really push you to the limit. We're like, you need to like go hard, go home. (laughs) Exactly. We like to see you do the most amount of work with the littlest amount of sleep. So that's like the goal of the weekend. Did you, did you ever hear what happened when all of us went out to Johnny Rockets? I didn't. So there were, uh, there were about 10 of us. Mm-hmm. And these are still like wonderful friends of mine, people that I, I, I mean, I've made great friends at this event with people that mm-hmm. I still talk to on a daily basis. Yeah, so, of course. So I will put one person in the mix because it's the only name that I can throw out. And that's because he would want me to. His name is okay. Terry, Terry French. Oh, lovely. Yes. Okay. One of my favorite people. Terry. Not I, really. 
is actually he's not at all one of my favorite people. Sorry. That's okay. No, that's okay. So we go, we go, uh, we're in Johnny Rockets and it was mm-hmm. about four fifteen or four thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we all walk in the front door and there is a girl who was standing next or sitting next to her boyfriend. And she has this horrible, horrible scowl on her face. Oh, goodness. Just furious at her boyfriend. And everybody was loaded. Everybody was drunk. Yeah. And looked at her and I said, come on, like, buck up. Let's have some fun. Like, it's five o'clock in the morning. We're at a great casino, like just having fun. And she looks at me and she goes, go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. Screams at me. And I was like, all right, cool. I was like, dude, have fun. Y'all have a great night. So night it gets starts to progress a little bit. It starts to get as chefs. We started to get a little bit loud on the other side. Well, she's, she's totally egging her boyfriend on now. Like, I can't believe you let him talk to me like that. And I can see her egging him on. And he's like, he's like his hands up in front of his face. It's covering his face. She's yelling at him. Finally, he stands up and he comes over to the table and just starts like giving me shit. Terry jumps over the tables like Tate and like lunges for his throat. You don't fucking talk to my friends like that. It was, I think the second year that I was with you guys, I I thought, I thought I was, was, that was actually the first year because I remember Terry coming the first year, but I have not had him. (laughs) Understood. Understood. Uh, for, yeah, just understood. But, um, I had, I can imagine. It was, it was, it was, well, you guys just, you guys treat us really well. Now I did get screwed over this year with my black, with my blackjack. Oh, oh. no, with my, my roulette. Oh, your, your best $100 credit. And I went to put it on and I said, I want to put it on. I want to put it on black. And the guy was like, you can't put a voucher on black. And I was like, okay, well, what can I do with it? And he's like, well, you can put it on. I said, well, can I put it on red? And he was like, yeah, or whatever it was. Like, it, was it was something super weird. Yeah, whatever it was, right. whatever it was, it was super weird because I wanted to put it just on black and leave it be. And that's what it should have been. And, and, and hindsight, I should have put the voucher on black and a hundred dollar bill on red. Like, if you right. think about it, that's really what I should have right. done. Well, long story short is black came up and uh, I would have won. And I looked at the dude and I'm like, are you fucking go on? Dude, like, what the fuck? And he was like, can't do it, man. It's house rules. And I didn't argue it. I mean, it was house rules. I- I'm not there. It was a hundred dollars. I always you guys- have to like check too. I have to like always brush up on that. But I would like to, I'm going to ask about that. Actually, I'm always yeah. intrigued by these house rules. Like what? It's 36 to one, just so you know. So uh, I okay. like 36 hondo house credit. I'm good when I get up there next time. All right. We'll just call it even. I'm going to work. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to brush up on all that. One of my, uh, my other favorite things is I was being uh, one of somebody that works with you, a, a friend of ours. I'm not going to mention her name. She doesn't work, mm-hmm. with her, but uh, I adore her. And, uh, mm-hmm. She was walking me back up to my room one day after I'd done a bunch of stuff with you guys. And we went through the bowels of the casino, which I love. 
going oh, through the back of house. Yeah, oh, yeah. Back of house. I just, cause there's so much cool shit that nobody mm-hmm. ever sees. And right. so we walk up onto the floor and as soon as the doors open, all you smelled was weed. Yeah. Like just full blown weed. And I looked at her. I was like, I have been with you for the last three hours. That's not me. And I'm totally joking around with her. And she yeah. looks at me and she's like, oh, this is the talent floor. We're used to that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. Well, yeah. I mean, did you ever, did you smell like Snoop was here not too long last year? And no, I was there. Yeah. We had like. We yeah, were, exactly. trust me, Snoop and I were on different floors, Lens. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I'm, you guys would too. You, I'm, I'm not Snoop. I'm not Snoop floor level. No. Well, I'm just saying he, uh, yeah, he definitely had fun. That was funny. I so, got some uh, calls about that, but you know, come nothing on. that we haven't already received. <laughs> so but here's my thing. So does, does he actually smoke weed while he's DJing? Um, ton yeah, of weed yeah. for I'm pretty sure like all the time. Like he just does. <laughs> I yeah. don't think I ever see him not. No. But I mean, that's my. I don't know. Like, how can you smoke that much weed in one? In one, like, he'll smoke three joints on a flight. Yeah, At least that's what his Instagram shows. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I don't know. It didn't affect anything work wise. I'll, I'll put it out there. He was absolutely amazing and a doll to work with. I would, I can't wait until I work with him again because he was just, he was awesome. I mean, he literally was on time for everything and you know, he was great on stage during his demo with like Martha. He was on time for the club. He played the whole time. He got on the mic. He wasn't even contracted to do that. Like he sang half the songs. Like he was honestly a pleasure to work with. Like all the other stuff aside, I, yeah, he was great. And, um, I really enjoyed it. Like I really enjoyed working with him. I thought he was, he was so much fun. You know what I mean? One of my goals in life is to be on GGN, his news network. Have oh, you ever seen- we should try and make that happen. We should, uh, some, I know some people, you know, I would love, I have a couple things that I want to do. One, I want to get with, I want to cook on something's burning with Burt Kreischer. Okay. It's just like a big one for me. And, and actually I just found out I, he and I communicated via Twitter and, and then my brother's like, dude, he's like my buddy. Cause my brothers do a oh, lot yeah. in the comedic world. Yeah. But they're a production company and stuff. So they're friends with him. But, but I want to okay. do that. I totally want to be on GGN with Snoop. Um, I have a couple like fun things that I really want. And you yeah. guys, what's funny is those are good goals. You guys fulfilled one of them, which was for me to be on stage in front of a whole bunch of people that were super excited about like about what was going on and you guys always put yeah. on a great event always That's no matter great. what and i still have my video last year when the when we were going to the super bowl and uh and there i did a whole eagles chant and the whole crowd like shut down so it fun. fun it was good it was good no i love it yeah we we strive for fun this year will be even more fun. like we're moving everything into the expo center which oh, is cool. new and gigantic. So the grand tasting will be like thousands of really? vendors. It's going to be an intense. The dine around and those things will kind of stay the same, but we're adding a couple of new events that are going to be really fun. And then like cool. the grand tasting alone is just going to be massive. It's going to be so much fun. Well, I so. had, I had dinner last year when we were at Jasper's for the chef dinner and I was sitting mm-hmm. next to 
this woman who was – God, she just looked so familiar to me. And I kept looking at her and I said, you just look so familiar to me. I cannot mm-hmm. place it. And she's like, oh, I'm a chef. And I said, have you done this event before? And she's like, no. And I'm going back and forth. Oh. And then finally somebody walks up behind her. They're like, oh, my God. I loved you on Real Housewives. Oh, and gosh. I was like, <laughs> I was like, are you fuck? Like when somebody has that conversation with you, you really yeah. only let it go on for so long. Yeah. This was like five minutes. I'm like, nope, it's not the culinary world. It's what else nope. have you done? Nope. She, and and like, I don't know her from the culinary world. She was uh, a <laughs> so long story there, but you know, people loved her and she did. She had fun. So it's great. She That's so great. funny. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Manit, and I was like, I'd be surprised if you didn't know. Oh, who I Manit loved was. her. No, I, I love. She's coming back this year. She's amazing. I'm, we're I supposed love her to. Too. She's supposed to be on the show. Yeah, she would be great. She does so much. She talk about like a hard work. Like she, she just has her hand in everything. You know what I mean? She's got yeah. her restaurants, not just one, but like three, and then she's, well, she's got, in Tennessee, you know, right? All of her. She went. She's in Tennessee, right? Yeah, yeah. In Tennessee, that's right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my sister actually was on vacation there and ate there. I ate at one of her places and said it was just phenomenal. But then she's just, she's always traveling and doing an appearance or like she's on the Food Network on every other show when you turn it yeah. on. She's a judge on Chop. She's on this. She's on that. Like she just, she's, she's so, so motivated. Yeah, and she's just so, so calm and chill and kind. She's literally one of the kindest people I have like ever met. Like she just she just like emulates this kindness that you're like, "Can we clone you and make like 20 more of you because the world could like use more of you in it." <laughs> like right. yeah. I always say that about her. She's just so amazing to work with and just so nice and keeps in touch all year round and like just one of those, you know, I always like seeing really hard working women too. Like, and she's a mom and she's married and she just has it all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she really, she doesn't stop, you know? Well, it's good to, go to see head, that but. because you meet so many people that are just so dismissive, especially at a yep. lot of these events. And they're really mm-hmm. just dismissive. They don't they don't have the personality to stand out there and talk to people. And, you know, and I always yep. try to be very respectful of people's time when it comes to things like that. I'm not going to ask you, you know, I'm not going to stop and ask you for a picture as you're walking up on stage. You know, right. when you're coming off of stage, I'm, I'm you know, like because I mean, look, I like to hang around in the back after I do yeah. my stuff and have conversations with these chefs that are coming off, especially guys like Aron Sanchez. And, you know, you like yeah. to have those conversations. And, and Aron was awesome. He was great to talk to. Yeah, we got to have um, him back this year. Yeah, we should work on his publicity team. I am. I am. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's so, so cool. To, it's, I don't They're just, they're neat events. And uh, that yeah. seriously, that fest though was awesome. God, I had so much damn fun doing that. Yeah. We're doing like a pizza and beer. We're like tacking on this cool, like pizza and beer event in the ballroom next to it. And this year the brew fest is also going to take place in the expo. So it's just going to oh, nice. be like massive. Like I, I, I'm curious to see, it will be our first festival in the expo. So I'm curious, curious to see, you know, the, do you, the difference in workload. You know what I mean? Do you know that I've never, I never knew anything about the right side of Mohegan sun. The right side of Mohegan sun. So like when you walk in to, when you walk in and there's the waterfall 
everything yeah. I've ever done has been to the left, except for Avalon. Avalon and the Irish pub are as far yeah. as I've gone. Well, okay. this year I found okay. out that there's a whole nother casino over there. Yeah, we have Casino of the Earth where like Carlos Bakery is. We have no, whole, had no idea. And now we have the whole hotel with like the new expo center and a whole new convention space with whole new ballroom and everything in addition to what we already have. So it's it's like, yeah, you can get lost. So how much does that add to your workload? Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm back full time. <laughs> yeah. My children will raise themselves. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> well, we're back. I'm back. Well, no, I mean, honestly, a lot of, a lot of the, with the expo center, it's kind of different kind of thing because a lot of events we have in there are like, traveling events you know they're the boat show and they're this and they're that you know like it's stuff like that where they kind of run itself where it's more of our banquets and kind of entertainment that needs to help with them but they have their own teams but there's a lot of internal events that we did that we used to do in like the winter lot or like you know in our convention space in the ballroom that we'll now do in there so it just amplified a bit right but um but yeah, if anything, it's it's so great because it's just an, a whole new added non-gaming amenity to to the casino, to the property. So tons of people that wouldn't usually come will now come for Slime Fest at the end of October. Like this whole demographic of people that I'm sure wouldn't have come before that week in October right. will. So it just adds traffic to the casino and like kind of showcases it, you know, more than just a lot of people still do associate with just, oh, you go there and gamble. Well, there's actually a lot to do. You don't need to just gamble here. So, right. Um, I don't think I, yeah, I think no. I dropped four, three or $400 this year. That was it. Not much. No, that's not bad. And it's, I mean, I was playing that's with okay. Jason for a little while. I was with Coombs for a little okay. while. Like when you're with those guys, like they like to play a little bit. They're not big, yeah. huge gamblers, but they do like to play. They have fun um, with it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was, uh, I like that. This year was a cool event. I really, I don't know what it was. The vibe this year was really neat. Yeah, really we had a good, it. we had a good thing. I think this year you're gonna have a blast too. Like this year is, we are working on a ton of good stuff. I literally was hoping by this call I was gonna be able to kind of spit out everything that was gonna be happening. But um, we have, you know, I know Marcus Samuelson will come this year. He has never been, so he's kind of oh, new to the cool. roster. Um, he Maybe shot a different. show with my uh, with my brothers. They created a show called Eat the World with Emerald Lagasse, and Emerald oh, and uh, Emerald and Marcus had gone to Sweden, I believe, um, mm -hmm. to do some stuff. It was really an, an awesome show. It won it won two Emmys. Um, I oh, believe cool. one of the episodes was Marcus's. I'm not sure, but I think it was. Oh, yeah, cool. he's a very down to earth, super cool guy. Really like him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there'll be some more added. You know, I'm working on a few that I know you'll be, like, super stoked about, but I um, kind of can't. I, I don't want to jinx it just yet. I don't want to get, like, too excited to, like, see it in writing come through, but I'm trying to, to come up with something for this brunch still. But hopefully if what I think is going to happen happens, I think it'd be pretty cool, but definitely focused way more on the culinary side, whereas last year was a little bit of a combo, you know what I mean? This year would be a little bit more, like, culinary and personality driven versus you know well, she she held she held the culinary side yeah she did she did great it was such a great dynamic between the two of them in such a it weird was. world 
I know. Yeah. It flowed so nice. It was so great. Like, it just was so funny and entertaining, you know? Yeah. Well, I still but, think um, one of my favorite memes is the picture of her and him together and says, one of these has, one of these two has been convicted of a felony. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's totally Martha Stewart. What'd I you say? I remember her saying, she, she called oh. him out on stage too. Cause he was, she was like, what do you know about being in jail? You've never gone or something like that. Like, nice. <laughs> she like owns it, you know? So she was just, she was great. She was also absolutely amazing to work with. And I'm sure That's people great. have heard all sorts of things. So I'm here to say that she is a class act and just was like a doll to work with. She was super friendly. She was not, I mean, you know, she was down to earth and did every, you know, she was just great. So, Cool. Just squashing when you've heard in the past. I like to do that. I like to when it's something positive. I'm like, people you think that would be terrible are actually amazing. Yeah. Well, when you get into the. Uh- you know, I mean, when you get into the kitchens and you're standing there with people and, you know, I mean, because that's a very personal time. I mean, a chef in a kitchen, you put you put 15 chefs that are all one in charge of their business, in charge of their restaurant, in charge of their brand. And mm-hmm. you get in there. I mean, your staff is so on top of it. Who is the who's the female chef who's in the kitchen? Tammy. Oh, my God. She's the greatest. Yeah. She's the greatest chef. Hey, we didn't have this. Are you, or do you mind? I can always run. And I'm like, come on, give me a break. Like we're making a grilled cheese here. Yeah. You know, it's not Tammy that big of a deal. I, if, if I'm going to be a dick because of the fact that you have, uh, you know, cheddar Jack and shredded instead of like, come on, <laughs> like, like then, then I shouldn't be here. They're yep. so good. They're so, so good. You know, and so they good make my life also very easy. Meaning like I always stress my culinary team before doing a booking and just how easy we really actually will make it for them. Like they do that for me, you know, they follow through with the culinary side, I feel. So, you know, it's, um, it's good. It's a good team effort and it's like a super fun event anyways, you know, everyone has an open mind and I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, I think what we should do is we should talk between you and I personally before uh, about two months before the event, because I'd love to have a couple of the guys that are going to be up there on. Let's do something fun, because especially the chefs that are at these events, I mean, you guys pull in a really good crowd of very personable guys. You know, I mean, even even Rocco, Rocco this year was totally different than Rocco two years ago. Completely different. And I tried to have him on the show. He's another tough one to get on. I can't get him on the show, even though we stood there and talked about it. So, yeah, we could also, yeah, we'll talk after this, you know, maybe with some of them, we just, we can put it in their itinerary or I can have a conversation with them. We can, we can definitely work on it. It'd be fun. That would be, that would be. Okay. I know you have a business and a family to run, operate and do all that stuff. And I appreciate so much of your time hanging out with us and rebooking yeah. and rescheduling and doing all that. I really do appreciate no, it. Thanks. Sorry. My chaotic oh, life. Like really? I talk about getting someone, geez, I sucked at that. <laughs> I'm like, I got to well, cancel. I got to cancel. I got to cancel. Just, <laughs> I'm just glad that you got my, that you got that. I was joking with you when you told me that you're, you had to take your daughter, your, your, your daughter to the, to the doctor. And I said, well, oh, where's yeah. your husband? Oh yeah. 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 Like, no. Totally. And I was like, okay, I don't know if she knows me well enough yet to get that that was a joke or not. No, I did. Okay. Thank totally. God. Because I but at the time, Sarah, 
I was like, I, I think she thinks that's funny. But then you made me think for a second. I was like, yeah, where the fuck is my husband? Oh, <laughs> now your husband thinks I'm a dick. Way to go. No, no, he was, he, it was funny. Cause I was like, yeah, ironically, he's actually meeting me there so I can go back to work. He's taking half. Like it's always give and take. I will say I'm able to do what I do. Because we kind of view this as more of a partnership versus, you know, he has his heavy season. I have my heavy season. And, you know, we, we pick up the slack when needed. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it definitely works. But it has to run like that or else it doesn't work at all. Like, I'm point, very big into, you know, yeah. everyone's got to contribute in some way or another. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Lynn, do me a favor. Tell us again how we can get in contact with you and uh, all that good stuff and where you work. And everybody go to Mohegan. Yeah, go to Mohegan Sun, Connecticut is where I'm based out of. But we have all sorts of properties all over the country. So check out our website. And um, I'm Lindsay. I work in creative events. And you can follow me at Lindsay Santoro. Go to Instagram. That's what I update the most. So. Nice. All right. At Lindsay with an A, Santoro. Thanks for your time, Lindsay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you later. I've been trying to get Lindsay on for the last couple of weeks, and uh, we had some we had some hiccups here and there and, and all that stuff. So um, I'm really glad that we got her on. She's just a really cool, again, a dynamic kind of force and personality and just has a whole different part uh, than, than what we all do in our lives. I mean, and that's one of the things that I think is just so cool about her. So, um, so that's our, uh, that's our hour and a half. Uh, I want to thank Lindsay so much for taking the time out of her busy life with children and toddlers and work and all that stuff. And she's just an awesome person. And if you can ever see her work, uh, watch it happen. One of the funny things, actually, when you're up at Mohegan Sun, they have these really cool videos that are like this behind the scenes uh, um, show that they do on the on the the Mohegan Sun network on the TVs. And it's so funny to watch because you see all these people running around, but then you actually like in the casinos, but then you actually see them like in their setting. So it's kind of cool to watch. So get up there, check it out. Uh, I'll be up there in January for the Food and Wine Festival that they put together Mohegan sun wine fest, um, get up and check it out. Uh, that's what I got for you guys this week. <clears throat> I want to thank everybody for coming out, for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm not even going to go into it. You guys know who I want to thank. I want to thank, uh, the boys at radio influence. I want to thank Maggie Gagliardi. I want to show, thank Michelle over there. Uh, and I want to thank all you guys for listening. So thank you so much. Have an awesome week. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Didn't get duffified enough. Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. This is a leveling the playing field quick fix on Radio Influence. We have Kathy Burrows who is the CEO, or as she likes to call herself, the chief energy officer of sold out seating. I'm not a big fan of you got to make 100 calls, you got to make 120. I've had teams that I've worked with where um, or, or sales reps that have called me and told me, you know, they, they hit their goal before the season ended. They've exceeded their goal. And yet they were written up because they weren't making 100 calls a day. And I'm like, you need to get out of there because there are teams that would covet you. Um, because you're more of a relationship builder. 
I know when I um, do training, I, I work with them on the, the four areas um, of relationship building, influencing, strategic and executing that Strength Finders has. And they quickly see some people are, are very geared to one-on-ones. Some people are geared to in-groups. Some people are geared more to, I'm not comfortable in front of people. That's something we can work on. Some people are woo people that we're sticking them in an office, forcing them to make calls when they should be out in public because that's where they're going to make their most sales. Um, trying to understand who our, our reps are really helps more as to, to helping them be, be successful. Leveling the Playing Field with Bobby Sue Doyle Hazard can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.